Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Asinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. Content warning for this episode includes complex and complicated relationships and exploitation of faith. Hello, Kore. It has been a long time since we talked, I guess, since I wrote to you. And, well, in the last two days, I think I've thought more about our time together than in the last couple months. I guess I was trying to, to forget a lot of what I learned with you. Well, it isn't working. You see, I found one of those thoughts more you, you showed me, you talked to me about. I'm pretty proud I was able to capture it. I actually have it right now as I'm writing this letter to you. And I have to say, I wish my notes were a little bit better. I knew how to do it a little bit without it taking such a toll. But at the end of the day... It kind of worked, and everyone seemed pretty pretty proud of, of, of me for doing that. But we we learned some, some bad things. You never wanted to talk about the humans, and I think I understand why. Especially if you if you found any thoughts more of them. Thank you for keeping me away from that. That's enough about the heavy stuff. I'm I'm back I'm back with the rest of the of the letter writers. I know you always told me to write more to them, and I'm. I'm happy now I don't I don't have to miss them anymore. And we have two more people on board. We have Chandler and we have Calix and they they seem like interesting people to have, especially Calix. I think we may get up to some shenanigans on board. And at the moment we are on the airship and we are heading towards Midwell. I think I'll have to cut this letter short. I'm hearing Hoku. I think they are freaking out. I'll write to you some other day. See you, Corey. So we land, and again, we land in this carnival um, called Soot's Magical Mosaic. And all the sights you would normally see at a carnival, like different games, different booths, performers. But the thing that Haku, again, starts freaking out about is a giant tent off in the corner with like lots of lights and things pointing to it with a sign that says performances by the great starkeeper guys 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 yeah what the the starkeeper 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 star starkeeper starkeeper what about the starkeeper you know how in like tom and jerry cartoons when the dog would just point and like tail out and just like point with nose that is what haku immediately does in like the exact same way because <laughs> they were taught not to point with their paws so they're pointing with their nose instead oh oh are you okay uh, you know well you know i didn't really think i'm not really prepared for this kind of a situation what's happening in the middle of, of you know here we're already here we might as well see the show like now, like 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 in the like exact ticket. I mean, I don't I don't know what time the show is, but okay. Oh, you're freaking out about the Starkeeper. I thought you were freaking out because there are popsicles. We should see the show. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Are you gonna be okay if we see the show? Maybe someone can keep reminding you to breathe every now and again. That Am I not breathing? You. It doesn't look like it. You're getting a little. That's better. Yeah, just that's better. Keep keep. In and out, the in yeah. and the out. Got it. 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 Cool. 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 So Calix walks up besides Fletcher and and says, "Um, would you like to go get a popsicle?" Yeah, I'd really like a popsicle. Yes. So I guess 
Fletcher and I will go check in on the popsicle situation, and maybe the rest of you could see when the Starkeeper shows up. Does anyone else want popsicles? We can, we can do a little run. No, I think we're good, no, right, guys? We I think we're, could, yes. Yeah. Oh wait, I mean, I would you? I could join you in the popsicle run if if if. I mean, I don't. Haku, we really should see when the show is happening. Imagine we're here. And you're led to the show. Mm-hmm. We could get really good seats if we just find out what time this the is. This right, is right, 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 Okay. Yeah, you kids, you kids have fun. We'll meet up with you later. And Alma just starts pushing Haku to the... <laughs> I can grab Haku a popsicle. <laughs> so Chandler, like, walks up and, like, clears his throat. Um, I, I've already seen the show. Um, I'll just go get popsicles. You've seen the show before, Chandler? I guess... A rendition of it. But was the Star Keeper in it? I guess. I don't want to reveal anything. I think we can let Haku discover that. No spoilers. Haku starts growling again. Alma <laughs> starts pushing Haku faster towards the <laughs> towards the show. Thanks, Chandler. Bye. So long. I'll see you all later. I guess. See you later. So the seven of you disembark. Um, Fletcher, Calix and Chandler walk over to the popsicle stand, and Haku, Neu, and Alma walk over to the quote-unquote ticket booth. Um, inside this booth is a possum in a very kind of, like, ruddy-looking coat, um, and they're sort of, like, leaned over on their their hands, kind of <sighs> snoring away, Alma's gonna kind of like knock on the wood of the booth. Hello. Wait, no. Yes, yeah. Hello. Hello. Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up. We were interested in um, purchasing tickets for the show. Ah, uh, yes. We have patrons of Soot's Magical Mosaic and the performance of the Great Starkeeper. Do we have fans on our hands? Oh, you know, one might say the biggest fan ever. You you hear Haku breathe in and out very loudly. Ah, <laughs> oh, little fella, have you ever seen a Starkeeper before? Uh, n- no, 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 not not no. We're not from here, nor has the Starkeeper been in our area. <laughs> Don't say anything else. The show starts and looks up at the sky, looks up at the sun, kind of little past like midday. Oh, it's gonna be about. Six hours, I think. The show doesn't start until sundown. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Naturally. Stars. Makes sense. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's seven seven of us? Seven us. All right. So seven tickets. That will cost you. Kind of like counts on their fingers. Um, looks down at the, the table. It will cost you something. Retail? What, what could that be? Yeah, is there uh, more to that? Well, one of my main philosophies is... We don't exchange money here at Soot's Magical Mosaic. We exchange services. So do you have any services, skills, talents, poetry, art, anything you can share that would be valuable to the community? Oh, I would say, I would say we've got a variety. It really depends what you're in the market for, you know, what what you need done. If you need, like, ghost and death-related services, we've got someone. If you need, like, some incredible, you know, tapestry and sewing, we've got that, too. Um, I feel like you might have the stars figured out, but if you need more of that, we do have more of that as well. Uh, specifically for the lastings in stars. Yeah, we are specialized in any and all things relating to the lastings, which might be a rare commodity among these parts. We also have a magician, a witch, um, you know, if you need any sort of potion or spell uh, casting. And as a flying uh, a flying squirrel show, the squirrel actually flies, like goes really quickly up into the sky. That's very, very, very special, if I may say so. Sounds like you all bring quite a menagerie of skills to the table. Jack of all trades, this group. How are you? Kind of like steeples the fingertips of his hands together and looks and leans forward with exploring. Oh, quite good. Name one thing you've explored. Just one? One thing you've explored. Describe it in detail. 
Oh, well, you see, we just came from Portsmore, and I have a friend here who uh, went to their shrine, their holy holy place, if you'd like to describe that, Haku. Which one? Because there's the one in the, 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 the memory, and then there's the one that we actually went to physical form. The one, the first, the first, the one that you went with, with Fletcher. Yeah, 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 but like, the, when we went there, there was also the... You guys are really good at this talking thing, because normally when, like, Fletcher and I go and talk to people about and try and get things, we don't, we're not this successful. Yeah, I don't know why we keep pairing the two of you together. Because they're fun. Um, Hugo, any of the two are great. And actually, just the fact that you were able to explore a single place from two different locations and two different realities, that's just, like, that's... How better can you explore things, really? Yeah, so, um, hi, I'm Haku. Really nice to meet you. I didn't catch your name. The name's on the signs, and the name's in my heart. It's Soot. Oh my gosh, it's it's the cool- it's Soot! Oh my gosh, it's it's the Soot! Wow! The really, one and only. That is so cool. Really nice to meet you. Um, I'm Haku. Really nice to meet you. So, we were in Portsmouth, and something to know about Port- there, there, There's some wild stuff going on over there. It's been raining nonstop for the past couple days. It always rains in Portsmouth. And then the color's kind of gone. Um, and then that's a bigger issue. But we went to the, the Spirit Island, where all their, um, like, priests are. And Fletcher and I, who's the, who's the, who's really good at uh, potions, um, and uh, is my partner in crime whenever we talk to people. Wait, you're criminals? Not in that way. Not in that way. More along the lines of whenever we go and like split off into teams, it's 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 the tallest of the bunch and the smallest of the bunch go up and and do this the the talking and finding things. But we went to Spirit Island, and when we were there, it was really cool because Fletcher and I kind of sat on the top of the hill, and below us we could watch their priest there was four of them that they were doing this ritual in a way two of them were playing instruments to and the other two were dancing it was pretty remarkable because i've never really partaken in religious aspects and being able to see another culture's way of honoring the gods in their essential temple was interesting i'm more of a stars kind of a kith so being in that space was nice and Having that with a friend was also nice. And then immediately after, there was this orb right behind them that, like, when you touch it, it got really cold. What does purple mean to you? I think purple means rest and relaxation, rejuvenation, renewal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you think it's cold? I could see some coldness in, in purple. You know, it comes from blue. Blue is often associated with coldness, so... Well, so I do like the story, but I guess my real question is somebody, I'm needing somebody to go inside a cave and nobody, I can't do it. And you see, he like lifts up his leg. It's kind of like a, a pegged leg. Um, and none of my crew is interested in going in there. But yeah, based on your story, I'm not quite sure you can handle it. Caves, you say? Well, it just so happens that back home at the Lastings, one of our graveyards is in a cave. But why didn't you say so? Well, you know, you, you really... Never mind. I asked if you explored things before and you go on this rant about a island with gods on it. Exploring's a very broad term, uh, Mr. Say. I guess so, I guess so. Yes, my lightning bug, Candle, I call her Candy, went missing a few days ago. She went inside the dunk dunk, like kind of like stomps on the ground. You hear like the metal kind of like echo of the giant machine or mech you're standing on. And we haven't seen her since. All right. Well, I mean, we we, we would be happy to go find your um, candy for you. Absolutely. Just point us in the right direction and we will provide the service in exchange for tickets to the show and you know this seems like something that's pretty important to you so if we are to succeed i mean if we do when we succeed i should say would you perhaps be uh generous enough as to offer us some nicer seats in the house maybe you bring my candy back and there's hardly anything i won't do for you fantastic let's shake on it Suit on on that note, I was wondering if when you meant uh, when you called this beautiful place magical mosaic, I was wondering, do you actually have a physical mosaic anywhere? Yeah, it's actually just more of a figure of speech. It it does look a bit like a beautiful mosaic from the air, so you've got that you've got that figured out. Lots of colors, lots of patterns, kith from around the world doing various things, all magical mosaic, and sort of like turns and like 
motions um, his hand across like the, the whole setup in a very like grand gesture. Very beautiful. And with that, let's jump over to Fletcher Calix and Chandler. So Chandler actually runs ahead to the, the popsicle stand and says something like, as he's running, like, I don't want to miss any flavors. I want to have my absolute pick. And, like, leaves you in the dust. And then, like, Calix says, well, I thought we would never get a moment alone. Just wanted to say that I was quite impressed with your flying the other day. Oh, yeah. Thank you about that. I, I mean, you threw me so high in the air. I wouldn't have been able to glide that well without that much height. I used to be a bushball player, so I guess it still kind of sticks around with the being able to throw things. So. That's really cool. I'm not good at throwing at all. What are you good at besides flying? That can't be all. Take a lot of naps. I've noticed. I like making tea. I've had your tea. It's quite delicious. Thank you. I can read your tea leaves sometime. I think I'm okay at reading tea leaves. I went to Witch Academy and everything, and technically I did pretty good there. Like, I had good grades and stuff, but I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm supposed to be really good with, like, oracle magic and potions, but my my potion master while I was an apprentice didn't really like me, so I don't know if I was good at it. They didn't like you? That's... Sounds very rude for a teacher for to be te- treating like that that way. Well, Zell's so grumpy anyway, but I, I think she was a good teacher. Hmm. I feel like I can, re- can relate to you about the not being sure if you're good at something or not, feeling like you should be. I, I got accepted into the academy, uh, the military academy, at a quite young age, and I was always the top of my class, but at the end of the day and at the end of my time there, I just felt like I got really lucky a lot of times, you know? But still, people expected so much from me. Yeah, my moms really expect a lot from me because they're kind of big deals in their witchy stuff, but I don't know. You have moms? Yeah. I I have dads. Really? Yes. What's that like? I've never had a dad. There's lots of throwing. That's how I got into bushball. Do they throw each other? Sometimes. Have you ever seen bushball before? No, I don't know what that is at all. I'll have to show you. It's a, a sport we play back in Portsmouth. I really wanted to go pro in it, but one of my dads was also in the military and very high-ranking and kind of forced me into this path. That's a bummer. Well, maybe once you're done traveling with us, you can go and try bushball if you really liked it. Uh, unfortunately, the knee's a little out of whack and can't handle that sort of sport anymore. That's a shame. Well, I'd like to see it sometime. Yes, I can take you to a game. Maybe back in Portsmouth? That'd be really nice. Portsmouth seems cool. I'd love to see it when it's not raining, because it's kind of hard for me to be outside when it's raining. You can't really glide in the rain. It makes you really heavy. That makes sense. Anyways, um, we're getting closer to the popsicle stand, and I was just wondering, could I hold your hand? Oh, um, are you okay? Are you scared of popsicles? No, I just have been really wanting to hold your hand and just didn't want to be presumptuous and grab it. Oh, that's really kind of you to ask. It's okay for us to hold hands. Yeah. Thank you. And reaches down, grabs your hand, and walks the rest of the way over to the popsicle stand, not really saying anything. And Chandler's already there with like four popsicles in hand, like licking each of them and so i was thinking that like one flavor again would be starberries and honestly outside of that i hadn't really thought of anything what might be some popsicle flavors in this world i was thinking of just real life fruit flavors i like that when you threw it in chat (laughs) fine apple (laughs) it's a a mix between apple and fig fine apple Sounds super, super tired. Yes. We'll say mountain melon. And then maybe just like a the standard like chocolate or vanilla. Maybe like this like spiced one as well. Kind of like a, a tea spiced popsicle. At the stand, what flavors would Fletcher and Calix end up getting for, for everyone? Probably for Hako and Nero, like the sweeter ones. And then for Alma, I think the... What was it? Mountain melon? Mountain melon. I think Elmo would like mountain melon. So y'all end up with a a handful of popsicles. And the llama that is working behind the counter 
uh, hands them over and says, Well, that will cost you something. Um, what do you like? Well, uh, Soot kind of has this zero money rule. So any goods, services, talents that you can exchange. And honestly, you do not have to do it now. You just have to agree to do it. I can agree to do it. In my pockets, I have royal sugar cookies, some random potions without any labels on them, some herbs. I'm also really good at gliding if somebody throws me at a really tall height. I could be that someone. Yeah. Calyx has thrown me before and was really, really good at it. And I, uh, I can read your oracle. Oh, uh, I haven't met my oracles read in quite a while. Would you want to do that later this evening? Sure. What's your name? My name is Time. Time. I have some of that in my pocket, too. That's wonderful. It's one of the best herbs out there, in my opinion. I agree. I like the fragrances. I might be a little biased, though. Yeah, that's understandable. If there were uh, an herb called Fletcher, I, I think that would be my favorite one. My, 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 mine too. A- anyways, um, I will get these popsicles over to the group, um, and you can finish the tying up your business here, alright? Okay, uh, thank you, Calyx. Yes, thank you. And just kind of like awkwardly like looks back and forth and like rushes over to the group. I have popsicles for you all. This one's for you, Alma. Um, Fletcher thought you would enjoy it. It's Mountain Melon. Oh, I do. I Yeah. Nay, this one's a, apparently a grime. I've not heard of it, but it's apparently kind of sour, kind of sweet. Okay. That, that sounds like it could be quite good. Let me have a little lick. And Haku, uh, as always, strawberry. And then Haku breathes in again, and then breathes out. What's up? Does Calyx look stressed? What's up? What's happening with our boy? Yeah, he's got like a little bead of sweat coming down his face. Uh, keeps like looking back and forth between the group and back at uh, Fletcher as they, they start to walk over. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm fine. Totally fine, totally fine. What are we doing? So we're gonna go uh, find a lightning bug called Candy in a cave. And it belongs to Soot, so if we find Candy, we're gonna get really good seats to the show. I didn't take in half of that, but I trust you. Let's go. Are you good? Are you- Calyx, are you okay? You good? Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. I might need to go do some push-ups or something. Why do you need to do push-ups? Just to distract myself. Keep going on something else. Okay, for sure. On one! Are we- are we going without- without Fletcher and Chandler? We should definitely wait for them. Like- he just like kind of starts walking along, very like brisk march over to the direction of the the cave that uh, Soot pointed to. I I I guess we're going. Did I miss something? I think Fletcher missed something. I will not be surprised. Fletcher arrives with Chandler. Chandler says, uh, "I'm really sorry, Fletcher. I would have loved to have shared my popsicles with you, but these are just too good to share." And like again, his like four of them just gonna like go back and forth that's okay i got my own popsicle but what are you what are you going to do to pay for those i told her a secret oh so we're we're already paid we're good okay how are the popsicles everyone wait where's where's calyx i think calyx has a fear of popsicles i don't think so fletcher well he ran away from the popsicle stand really quickly right after we got all of the popsicles and then as we were walking to the popsicle stand he asked to hold my hand a what yeah and he said he wasn't afraid of popsicles but i think he's afraid because he ran away really fast after we were done well that's nice of you to, to hold hands now he's trying their best to not just like piss himself like laughing laughing and then with that, Chandler says, seems like someone's developed a little competition and starts to walk over towards the cave as well. Does he have to come out of the cave after? Fletcher, do you know what he's talking about? What? I think I think maybe you should go on a little walk with Calyx after. I think there is a bit of a miscommunication between the two of you. Oh, Okay, I think I'm usually good at communicating, but... You are sometimes good at communicating. Thank you. Anyway, we'll address that later. Soot lost his lightning bug. We're gonna go get it. It's in the cave. That's why Calyx and Chandler went to the cave. Well, I actually don't know. I didn't get a chance to tell Chandler why we were going into the cave. He kind of just heard that Calyx was in the cave, and that's where he went. So... But that's why we're 
going to the cave. Uh, because if we find the lightning bug, we're going to get really, really good tickets to the show. And so it will, like, owe us big time. So With that reminder, Haku just sprints to the cave. Alma, Sister, also, I'm slightly worried on what Chandler might be trying to talk to Kalix about. So maybe let's go have a little scene there. And Neo kind of sprints right behind Haku. But it'll be so funny. It... It, it will be funny, but also, we're all going to be traveling together. I don't want awkwardness. Fine, 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 fine. We'll <coughs> do an intervention of some sort. Uh, anyway, a cave. Let's, yeah, let's go cave. So y'all head off to the cave, and um, Haku is probably a good, like, 10, 15 feet in front of you. And as you get inside the cave, you start to hear, like, the echoing voices of of Calix and Chandler, but you can't really make out what they're talking about. And when I say cave, it's like a panel from this machine that's kind of been like pried up and you have to like crawl inside and you're obviously like, like crawling into some sort of like um, exhaust vent or something. Little guys first. Okay. Haku, you're not, that is not. Still goes. Um, okay. Fletcher will try to follow after Haku as the littlest guy. Neo will go be- be- be behind Fletcher. Trying to, trying to like put an ear like next to the echoes and see if, if they can hear anything the, the ahead pair is talking about. You know, that is going to require a roll. It'll give me an inst- uh, a heart roll. That's an eight. What you hear is from Chandler, and you can't make out all of it. Like, you can only make out bits and pieces. So it's the messaging comes out maybe a little confusing. But from Chandler, I like him. And Calix, well, uh, you should. And then kind of muffle, muffle, muffle. But he has a boyfriend. He does, doesn't he? And that's really all you hear. You all just hear like a whine from Nail. It's like... Alma has to take her hat off in order to go through the <laughs> go through the thing. So she's like holding her hat and like army crawling through. Alma, we're late. What do you mean we're late? We just got here. How could we possibly be late? Neo just tries to just like goes next to next to Fletcher. Doesn't say anything. Like tries to squeeze into the little tunnel. Hey, buckle up. And as soon as Neo says buckle up, you hear a and like a ah! What was that? And it came from deeper within the cave. That didn't sound very good. We shall hurry. So you all start to scurry along for a lack of not better word. I, mean, I think it's a very fitting word for, for kiss to scurry, especially when they're in a tunnel. And you eventually make it out of this, like, ventilation shaft and into a larger opening. And, again, these just all seem like ancient, like, pieces of construction, etc., etc., but... It looks like the inner workings of, like, a machine. There's, like, giant, like, levers and arms, different, like, wires and things going everywhere, and, like, different pipes and tunnels and different things. And at the center of the room on, like, a a little pedestal with, like, control levers and stuff is Calix kind of, like, holding Chandler in his arms. It's like Chandler's like freaking out. It's gonna get me now! Ah! It's it's quite alright. Quite alright. Are you all coming? Yeah. Hi. We're here. Are you okay? Chandler said he's... I saw a ghost and it ran out and made this crazy sound. A ghost? You deal with it. Me? You're the ghost girl. Get it. What? There's nothing here? And then you're like... Ah! What the heck was that? Give me a heart roll. Anyone who wants to try to figure out what it was. See if you saw it. See if you know where the sound was coming from. I got a six. I got a twelve. I got a four. Alright. Um, Haku, you're scared too. You are jumping in the arms of Calix as well. And you're a lot bigger than than Chandler is. And like Calix kinda like moves and almost like falls down, uh, but gains his his balance. Fletcher, it definitely sounded like something was coming from one of those pipes close by. But it also could be a different pipe across the way, a pipe above you. 
like it's coming from the pipe but you're you're not exactly sure which one it kind of like echoed and was a little confusing to you so with a dirty 12 you actually saw this like yellow flash of of light kind of move from one pipe to another um on the opposite the other side of the room and it did not look like a ghost to you no you're afraid as well and you jump on calyx and please i'm strong but i can't carry everyone you're just so strong i you're just really strong oh hi haku i will i will jump out of here (laughs) haku growls and then hops out it was not a ghost okay that's that was not a ghost Everybody's fine. I'm thinking that it was our quarry, okay? Does anybody have, like, little little bug treats? Yes, I have breadcrumbs. There you go. I think we should just, you know, hear your girl. Why, why is it moving so quickly? Is it scared? I mean, it's been by itself for a few days, so probably, probably is scared, yeah. Literally, like, goes into his pocket and brings out, like, a handful of breadcrumbs just loose breadcrumbs it's not in a bag or anything <laughs> those been in there fletcher for a while i like to keep them for bugs okay good um so it's in the pipes maybe we should just try to put some breadcrumbs in front of the pipes and coax it out maybe we could make a little a little net for it just so that we can stop it when it comes zooming by like a little soft place to catch it yeah yeah maybe like a pillow like, yeah, we'll we make like a big pillow. Um, I can try, but I may need some of your clothes. Just like capes and baggy stuff, if you have. Probably have some. I have a lot of loose fabric going on here. Yeah, just, uh, Alma just starts handing new, like, loose, like, scarves and things that <laughs> she happens to have. While, while we set up the crumbs, now we'll just put as much kind of, like, scarves and, like, oversized clothing just inside of like the biggest piece of clothing and just like put like a couple of like loose threads in just to have this kind of like bundle of bundled up stuff like a soft landing bit for that really zoomy thingy so fletcher you're the one that walks over and puts the breadcrumbs down at the edge of the pipe yeah he like also has a little like jar of honey in his pockets and like puts honey around and then sticks the red comes to the honey okay so you put that down um and everyone kind of falls silent you don't even hear the sound of people breathing just a very quiet kind of space right now hey hey is anyone else out there obsessed with dice Does anyone out there want to join the I have too many dice sets for my own good club? Or is this going to be a party of one? Because I would be the first to tell you that I have a dice problem. But I don't necessarily think that's the worst problem to have. So if you've got the same mindset, QueerPG has a fun little offer for you. If you head over to fanrolldice.com, you can use our code QueerPG10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. They've got gemstone dice, my personal favorite, They've got wooden dice, they've got metal dice, and a whole bunch of other designs and accessories to fit all of your dice gremlin needs. So, if you find you're itching for something new to add to your collection, head on over to fanrolldice.com. And remember, QueerPG10, that's Q-U-E-E-R-P-G-10, at checkout to get 10% off. Have fun rolling! Fletcher. You scoop some honey out, lay some breadcrumbs on it, and the group just waits for what feels like a long time, but it's probably just a a few moments. And then all of a sudden, rushing towards you is a beam of yellow light, making the sound. And it kind of like flies out of the pipe right at your face, flies around you a few times. And Fletcher, you feel like static electricity kind of like all around you as this like light kind of around you. And you hear a little, a little giggle and goes into another pipe. And Fletcher, your hair is standing on end. Like you are literally like statically charged as something strange definitely wasn't a bug flew around you several times and yeah like all your hair is like sticking out can fletcher tell that all of his hair is sticking out it feels like it and everybody sees it um that kind of tickled you look great kid y'all go ahead and give me an instinct roll if you want to try to figure out what that was i rolled an eight i also rolled an eight 
I rolled a five, and I have plus zero. So that's a dirty four, is what I rolled. Alma, you just think that this is a lightning bug. Like, you are determined to catch that bug. I am. I am very determined. Nay, you got a five? Same thing as Alma. Like, very determined to catch that bug. Haku and Fletcher. You weren't exactly sure what it was, but definitely seemed like it was a small and forgotten god. You guys, I don't think that was a bug. It, like, giggled in my ear. I think that was just the the, the, the friction. No, no, no. It's Haku. Is it in your nose? I know the signs of its small, forgotten god, right? Like, considering that Fletcher seems to be kind of like statically charged and I guess the world's understanding of like electricity probably isn't very well formed it's more or less kind of something from the old days from the times before and so Haku it's almost like from like a sci-fi novel or something that you you remember reading about like electricity and that's kind of what you think of. I would say something similar to you, Fletcher. Like, I don't know if you would have got it in, like, a novel or one of your moms told you about electricity. But, yeah, some sort of small and forgotten god associated with electricity. All right, I'll bite. What? What? What is what? There is this thing called electric. Electricity. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Um... I think it's a, a machine thing. We are in a machine. Oh my god, we are in a machine. Well, I've never seen a bug do this to my hair, and I've met lightning bugs before. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little much. It's a lot. Haku starts making the same buzzing sound to see if, if they can attract the small forgotten god. Let me see. I think... Give me a heart roll. I rolled a four. That is not going to work, but Haku doesn't realize it. Haku is doubling down, feeling that this is the right thing to do. Continually through the room just goes bzzz, bzzz, pause next to like mouth, trying to amplify the noise. Now, do you have any ideas? I mean, this seems to be just something may have happened to to that lightning bug because it's acting super, super weird. That's what I also thought. Yeah. Definitely. And honestly, I think that we just need to... It doesn't seem to care out too much about the food. Maybe if we try and pretend to be suit, we can get it to come back. Is anyone good at impersonations? Hey, hey, Candy. Hey, hey, Candy. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, girl. Come, come here, girl. It's not working. I think it, it likes things that have to do with electricity. Sometimes, if you rub two, two, two very fibrous uh, pieces of cloth together, you can, you can also make some static. Although not, not, so, not as many, not as much as you have. Clearly, the zaps. The zaps. Yes. Now takes their their two kind of like cotton like low hanging um, sleeves and st- starts rubbing them really hard and then just um, brings their the tip of their finger towards Alma's cheek like this and see if I can get like a little spark going out. Uh yes. So there's a little zap, little pop, and then you hear like a as this like yellow light kind of like zips out of the pipe and starts flying around you nail. I keep rubbing to try and see if I can make another one towards the thing, trying to like aim it towards it. Here, 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 come with me. Alma, give me a swift roll. So I did roll a three. You dive at it, completely miss it, and it flies back into a pipe close by. Uh, guys, if I keep doing this... I'm gonna ruin my sleeves. Somebody give an instinct roll. I have a nine. You understand that most gods really appreciate ritual of of some kind. Seems like this god likes things to do with electricity or electricity and did not like food. What ways could you show devotion or appreciation for what this god provides? Has Ledger tried touching anyone yet? Since being electric, all, all buzzed up and electric. No. And that's when Calyx walks up behind you uh, and says, You're for us all crazy. How are you feeling? Are you okay? I think I feel okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's the electricity, but it doesn't hurt me. Well, if you start to feel some type of way, just let me know and we'll figure it out together. Kind of like gets a little bit closer, whispers, I really liked holding your hand, but I'm sorry, I didn't know that you had a boyfriend. Oh, 
Um, it's really complicated. Maybe we can talk about it later, but my boyfriend... It's hard to call him my boyfriend. I'm waiting on him to send me a dream, but we should talk about it later. And then Fletcher, like, pats Calix's shoulder. And with that, you hear kind of like a... And the kind of thing zips out of the side um, where there's a pipe kind of zips around the two of you both of you kind of being like engulfed in this like static giggling the whole time and then just kind of like stops and hovers there and what you see is kind of like this this orb with like again just like little tendrils of electricity kind of like bouncing and kind of undulating off of it that is not a lightning bug Alma. no it is not Okay, uh, how are we supposed to know that it was a that? That seems like a different thing. Are you Candy by chance? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Do you know where Candy is? Kind of like makes like a, a unsure shrugging sound. Do you know what a Candy is? Mm-mm. We're looking for a lightning bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, apparently she's been lost in here for a couple of days. <laughs> yes. Good, good sound. Do you know where she is now? Haku raises a paw. You wouldn't be friends with like a purple orb, would you? Mm-mm. Do you have a name? Mm-mm. I don't know if that was the name or if that was a very unsure sound. Kind of an unsure sound. You get the feeling that a lot of the small and forgotten gods don't have as much like agency or maybe not agency is the right word, but they're very simple. They tend to have a difficulty communicating, and if they are named, they are named by Kith. Are you Electric Kitty? <laughs> Very proud, uh-huh. I have read about you. Mm. Is this your machine? <laughs> have you seen a human? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah bad okay. noise. That's a bad noise. Just, like, you wouldn't have happened to see one, like, recently in, like, the past, like... <clears throat> no. That's good. That's good. They're really scary. Apparently. Alma doesn't believe in them, but we all know that they were real. <clears throat> See, Alma? Okay, first of all, I'm entitled to thinking what I think, okay? I've never seen one. I've never seen a ghost of one, okay? You would think if they were, you know, up and about wandering around someone in my family would have at least mentioned oh by the way there's spirits of giant he-mans and she-ras walking around but no okay it's just us so i believe you guys i believe there's something out there that's taking the gods and being all scary but uh all right feels pretty dismissive that you keep saying that we believe you every time you talk about any kind of ghosts and we all know there's also something after. Look, I believe you. There's something there, okay? But it's a little hard for you guys to ask me to believe in something like that. Alma and Nao would get tokens for speaking their true feelings. You're making the electric kitty mad. I'm making the electric kitty mad. You guys are the ones who brought up the he-mans. Just kind of starts to like drift away down towards a corridor. <laughs> Fletcher, Calix, touch again. What? It might be leading us to candy, you know, the reason why we're here. Maybe you two should keep holding hands though. Maybe the, the Calix and Fletcher should keep holding hands. Just in case. Fletcher takes t- takes Calix's hand, but like in a very like purposeful, like this is a job way. Yeah, I, I, that's. Honestly, I don't think necessary. Um, yes, let's go. You guys think we're going to need to give it a name? It's like the electricity. That's like what it is, but is that its name? <clears throat> what about Chan Chan? We're not, that's not that, no. Chan Chan, the small god of electricity. I don't, I, maybe you should ask its opinion on that. And so the electricity, again, just like keeps kind of like slowly drifting away. Just kind of like making like little moaning sounds like every now and then. Like, <laughs> Haku tries to harmonize. Fletcher keeps tapping on Calyx to see if that makes electricity happy again. Almost still trying to think of a name. How about how about Sparks or Parky? We should like come up with a list and then have it vote. It can vote, right? It has rights, I think. It's allowed to vote. Yeah, we we, we can each we can each say a, a name and then to whoever it goes, uh, that's 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 who it likes the most. And then you hear another <clears throat> like from 
kind of echoing down from the, the hallway, and you can't even see electricity now. Whoa, it's pretty fast. Now we'll try to sprint after it. We'll follow. <laughs> after you catch up to it, it's not as whiny or, or grumpy. And when you say something about the name Sparky, it kind of like, like perks up a little bit. Um, and it leads you down this corridor where there's like, Several, like, side rooms with, like, what look like beds, but heck of a lot bigger than what a, a kith would sleep on. And eventually you make it down to this very darkly lit um, area. Um, and then electricity zips up to the ceiling and goes into this, like, kind of, like, orb thing. And light starts to, like, shine throughout the room. And it's a circular room with lots of like kind of like shelves but with like the all these like different like shiny things and wires cables different kind of connecting stuff in your mind you're you're not really sure what this is but in your human mind it seems like a place for like networking equipment where all this like information comes back and forth and with the room lit up you can start to like make out like different shapes and things throughout the room and you do hear like a little like like a little like fluttering sound um, off in the corner. Candy? Did you get trapped, little one? I'm gonna take that as a yes. Let's see here. What, what are we looking at? So you make your way through the aisles and rows of networking equipment and like back in the corner, a panel has been kind of like ripped off the wall and like there's like a big nest of like wires that have kind of like come down and you do see amongst them kind of like this kind of like vibrating mass, a little light that kind of flickers. Oh, buddy. Is that candy? Looks like it. Seems like she's gotten herself caught in quite the mess. All right, gang. Let's start detangling, I guess. Okay, be careful not to not to pull on something. Sometimes you try to pull on something and then you, you get a knot that gets way tighter. And if, if we have any of their like little feet across those, we could injure it. So let's be careful. If it starts zooming, let's stop. Alright, so what I'll need here is either a swift roll, or you could simply spend a token to solve somebody's predicament, which somebody in this situation is, is candy. I'll spend one of my tokens. I have two. I'll spend one. Alright, so how does Alma, um, with the help of this token, get candy out of this mess of wires? So... Recently, Alma's had a lot of time to watch new work uh, with like fabrics and weaving and stuff like that. So she kind of just channels new a little bit and like keeps track of the wires with her eyes and carefully but very methodically begins to unravel them kind of just one step at a time, very, you know, purposefully with like the image of new weaving the the bag for the um, thoughts more in her mind and slowly but surely you free candy and in a way where like if she starts to freak out you know how to move things back to like calm her and she never gets into a place that would like hurt herself or anyone else this little Firefly, it's uh, about the size of a, a small cat, kind of like flies around, um, just very like carefully and, and then like lands on your shoulder. Quite the adventure you had, huh? Hmm. Well, little guy. Uh, Fletcher, do you have any more of those breadcrumbs? Yeah, here you go. And Candy kind of just like nibbles at them, not having too much of an appetite. Been through a lot, kiddo. Thank you, Sparky. <laughs> Good pick, Neo. You made such a good job of that. Learned from the best. Before they exit, Haku does like take like looks through their notes and then pulls out like one of the, the a, a constellation of like a lightning bolt and just like places it underneath like the orb that that Sparky went into. Just places it underneath and goes, "Thank you." You get a token for that. <laughs> yes, the group starts to make their way out, but Calix kind of like holds back and says. Fletcher, can you hold up for a moment? Oh, okay, sure. So as like the group kind of meanders on ahead, Calix begins to walk and just again says, "I'm again, I'm sorry. I did, I didn't know that you had a complicated situation, and I just again, I don't know you very well yet, but I can't help but feel like I need to." 
And even if that, in that, if that's even in just a, a friend way, I want that. Um, and so uh, again, I, I hope we can get to know each other. And yes, uh, that Chandler guy is kind of weird. You should tell Haku to be careful. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to get to know you better too, Galax. I think you're super cool and you're one of the first friends I've made outside of the lastings. But yeah, I have had a long-term thing with someone named Lauren. We were friends before Witch Academy and we were dating in Witch Academy and we, something happened like three days ago. So it's just a weird time. I haven't really had time to process all of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you like spending time with me. And yeah, Chandler's a weirdo, but why should... Haku, be careful. He made me promise not to tell anyone, but Chandler has always really liked Haku as well, apparently, but has never really known how to tell him. And I told him that it's best just to be upfront about your feelings. And then he said something like, well, I think I should just be able to do whatever, and then he'll understand that he likes me. And I'm like, that's not how it works. You have to be upfront. You have to be direct. And you have to ask if you're okay with touching. Yeah. I'm really glad you asked before we held hands and everything. And I'm sorry for batting you. I was just trying to get Electric Kitty's attention. I'll keep your secret, but I... That's really complicated. Haku has a lot of strong feelings about Chandler. Not not in a... Like, not in the same way that Chandler likes Haku. Like, Chandler's always been kind of mean to Haku, I think. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're trying to be friends with Chandler. It's, it's a new thing. I mean, just so you know, he says he knows he's a bit quote-unquote abrasive at times, but I'm not sure if he understands how abrasive that is. So maybe, I don't know, I, I heard that Neyu talked to, to him and that seemed to rub off on him in a good way, but maybe somebody else should, or I don't know. I, I could talk with him a little more in depth if you would like, but yeah, he's, he's a special little guy. Yeah, I I can try talking to him too, but I, I, I won't tell Haku what you told me. Anyways, I guess we should probably pick up our pace. The, the group is leaving us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You all get candy returned, and Soot um, is completely grateful and thankful and gives you all premium tickets so you have front row seats and even provides a very nice meal at the the cafeteria tent and before you know it uh, it's probably all too slow for for haku but the tent opens for people to start going inside and this is not your standard like circus tent like circular with like seats going up it's it's more like a theater and you like end up like going down towards a stage and you end up with the best seats in the house and it's pretty undescript like just a white like canvas sheet and eventually the lightning bugs kind of like din to let everybody know to like be quiet as the the show is about to start the room starts to fill with soft ethereal music lights kind of start to dimly light the stage twinkling lights start to kind of like appear in space definitely reminding haku of the stars the backdrop begins to display a mesmerizing image of the galaxy glowing with vibrant colors and a light appears at the center of the backdrop and it begins to undulate and change shape as you hear a vibrant powerful but distant voice in the vast expanse of the cosmic domain where the heavens dance and the galaxies reign we embark on a journey mystical and rare to explore the magic hidden in celestial affairs then the stage can like illuminates with starry lights. Dancers dressed as celestial beings gracefully move across the stage, their movements reminding you of shooting stars, comets, and other celestial anomalies, all synchronized with the music as it begins to build. The narrator begins to speak again. Behold the diamonds of the night, celestial bodies, distant and bright. They shimmer and flow a celestial ballet guiding explorers on their cosmic soiree. The music becomes more energetic as dancers dressed in shimmering costumes join up on the stage with the cosmic anomalies, depicting the birth of the stars through dynamic movements, forming constellations with their bodies. From constant nurseries where stardust resides, stars ignite blazing as they collide. 
nebulous twirl in radiant light. Galaxies emerge, painting the night. The dancers continue their intricate routines. Visuals of nebulae and galaxies are projected onto the background, creating a breathtaking display. However, the music sort of transitions to a mysterious tone, and a shimmering ethereal magician appears on stage, dressed in a dark robe. Gather round, seekers of the arcade, for I shall unveil the celestial domain from distant worlds to planets afar. Prepare to witness the sequence of each shining star. The magician begins to float in the air, performing a series of illusions, manipulating lights and objects to demonstrate the wonders of the cosmos. They reveal the beauty of the planetary systems, gravitational forces, and the ethereal nature of black holes through the help of the dancers kind of moving back and forth in these kind of celestial patterns. The music again just kind of keeps building and building into a grand symphony and a full orchestra kind of like starts to appear in the background. Dancers coming out dressed as more recognizable cosmic beings starting to twirl and leap on the stage in harmony with the music. The narrator begins to speak again. As we've reached the end of our celestial quest, let us remember we're all stardust blessed, connected by threads of cosmic energy. In this vast universe, we find unity. As the music reaches its crescendo, the backdrop forms into a completely new and unknown galaxy that Haku's never seen before. Swirling with vibrant hues, the performance gather on center stage, bathed in that soft celestial light, a mist kind of gathering around them from some mysterious objects off-scene. They hold hands, symbolizing the unity of the cosmos, and the music kind of like builds and builds, and there's kind of like stops, and there's like a silence as the the whole theater kind of like is engulfed in darkness and then the crowd just kind of like freaking out. Haku has not moved. Periodically throughout the show, Alma's like nudged Haku with her elbow. And then breathes. That's when Haku starts to breathe. Every time you nudge him. Wow. That was so amazing. Wow. I get why you love the stars, Haku. Yeah. And and this guy, I, lo- I really get why you, why you love this guy so much. I, I get why you are so much into him. You know when when you see like a really good show and you just are, no words are coming out of the mouth? That's what's ha- happening to Haku right now. I'm just sitting. Yeah, that was really good. We should try to meet the Starkeeper. Is that like allowed? I don't know. Do I work here? I don't know. You said you saw the show before. Well, I didn't see this one. Haku, do you want to meet the Starkeeper? Sometimes people go backstage. We could try and take Haku. Oh, yeah, I guess you guys do. This is my first show ever. Yeah, you do see a a couple doors like down at the front of the stage but like nobody's going in them and it seems that there are like like staff close by like monitoring them we should ask those guys well we that was a really big performance maybe we shouldn't interrupt the star keeper this is good i was in the same space it's perfectly fine we don't have to we don't have to do anything it's cool and then haku starts like walking towards the exit leo grabs your hand no 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 it's like maybe the star keeper knows something that could help us on our journey well there was that situation with the stars disappearing in in a couple seconds and then everything wasn't mashing. Exactly! It's a good idea, right, Fletcher? Yeah, it's a good idea. We, we should go talk to those guard guys. We, we're friends with Suit. We're really good friends with Suit. This is gonna work. We're gonna name drop Suit so, 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 so quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. That, and it's still, like, kind of walking towards the direction of the exit, not processed. Like, processed what you said, but it's, like, still, like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's cool, that's fine, that's great, that's great, that's great. You're gonna need to explain it to the Starkeeper, because none of us understand what the stars do, so just start thinking about that. Well, I, mean, I don't have to say, well, Chandler can say something, I don't really, I, I'm not, I'm just kind of here. But you're the, you're the guy, you're the guy, you're our star guy, sorry, Chandler, but you're our star guy. So you, you can come home and tell your family you've actually met him in person. This is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Haku starts walking. Haku, you walk up to the door and Kith's standing there. It's a big, big-ish, uh, but kind of friendly-ish looking ox. And yeah, they say, oh, did you 
Enjoy the show. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Paused on the air, just still frozen. He's Haku. Hi, I'm Haku. I'm from the Lastings. We helped Soot get、uh, with finding Candy and、uh, Handy the Lightning Bug, and uh, we uh, is, we got cool seats and a nice food. And wondering if there's any way we could possibly, if possible, meet the Starkeeper. If that is, if hi, I'm Haku. Unfortunately, we don't do any backstage visits. The the Starkeeper has to immediately after the performance go. Sleep, because they conjured up all of what you saw. They're quite tired. Right. Well, you see, this is、um, more of a business-related、uh, meeting. We are actually diplomats sent out from the Lastings in order to investigate what's been going on with the magic and the gods. I suspect you might have heard something about that, given that you work so closely with the Starkeeper. And Haku here is an expert in the constellations of the Lastings and what has been going on with the stars, and has noticed quite a few strange things happening on our journey. And we think it would be prudent to meet with the Starkeeper as soon as possible in order to convey Haku's findings. Kind of looks kind of amongst the group and says,、uh, "Sorry, I." I just—I'll lose my job. We could—I can get Soot. He'll—he'll he'll make the decision. Yeah, yeah, Soot. You know, we just saved Soot's、uh, lightning bug candy from the machines. So. And he starts just like waving,、uh, and you hear like a, a footstep, and then like a tap, footstep, tap, footstep, tap, footstep, tap, and you turn to see、uh, Soot kind of waddling over with his peg leg. Um, and Candy's still just kind of like attached to his shoulder, not flying around really. Comes over and says, "No,、oh, Lee, what what's going on here?" Um, so they want to they want to see the Starkeeper. Haku has been still in the same spot of like hand still in air, like waving and saying hi, and has not has not changed. Does not know what's happening. Just was told to say words. Give me a heart. I rolled an eight. I also rolled an eight. So you all get that something is up, but you're not quite sure what it is. As Soot says, Ah,、oh, yeah, yes.、Um, well, I- I'm sure you realize this. The Starkeepers a a very powerful magician, and they need their rest. We can't be bothering them. You know. Sorry. Yeah. Of course,、um, it is you know kind of an end of the world issue, and you wouldn't want to be responsible for any you know end of the world type events that the Starkeeper could have potentially helped out with had he been quickly informed about what's wrong with the stars. I think I want to use a token. I was gonna say I would probably need a token for this to happen. They seem pretty resistant、um, for this to happen. So I want to use a token to reveal something hidden about the person in front of me and ask them what it is. And I'm going to just get a bit closer to Suit, just whisper into into his ear. So tell me, Mister Suit, because. I really, you can see how sweet Haku is, right? If we do go backstage, is that gonna break his heart? And not even saying anything, and his face kind of falls a little bit, and just gives like a sad little nod. Neo's shoulder slump,、uh, kind of like turns around, gives a look to Alma,、um, and then gets to gets the rest of the group. So. I I don't think I don't think we should bother this man. This kid, they they probably need to rest a lot. That show was so impressive. Can I roll a heart roll to see if I pick up what Nao's putting down? Same with Fletcher. I rolled a three. Okay, that's a ten. Fletcher, you're probably getting a little pissed that Nao's turned.、Uh, and Alba, yeah, you definitely pick up on it. Nao is barely keeping it together. You know what? We don't need these guys. We can just go. Yeah, Ahaku,、uh, uh, um, you can be your own starkeeper. I mean, I like that show, but they didn't talk about the stars the way you do. There's a saying、uh, that's "Never meet your heroes, kids." And I think just to avoid any, and not to say that there is anything weird going on, but if there were something weird going on, maybe it's best if we just don't even consider the possibility and just. Go on our way. We've already spent a lot of time here. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So okay. Uh. Well. Uh. And then like you see Haku just like do like a quick little like like rundown of of Carta、uh, Minor changing its pattern、um, that we noticed on the way to Portsmore. And it's just like oh well whatever he、uh, whatever the the Starkeeper wakes up you can just hand this 
to them uh, as a, uh, what's happening? Anyways, bye! And then just zips out. Alma's just gonna, like, squint and shake her head at Soot. Sometimes we make people's magic. But if you look behind the curtain, it's not quite as magical. But it doesn't change the feeling I get when it happens. Would have changed it if we had actually tried to get behind the curtain, though. That's why you don't look. I would change your branding. Wouldn't want any would-be Starkeeper fans to get disappointed if they find out the truth. Put on your show. But don't don't take the name of something that means something to people. And almost just gonna follow Haku out. You, you do, like, notice before you, like, leave that, like, Soot is trying to say something. Like, then you leave and he just takes in a breath and walks backstage himself. So, as we come to a close, I kind of like to imagine that group kind of all loads back on the Flying Dutch Kiss, and it's late at night, late-ish at night, like probably around like 10, 11 or so. The stars are all out. It's a cloudless night. Flying Dutch Kith kind of like takes off, and again, like you see the group kind of like together in that like silhouette form overlooking the landscape as you begin to like fly towards Middle Dwell once again. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.